Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. Well, there's no doubt that it's been another turbulent month as a business owner in the UK. But what I want to do today is give you an update as to what's been happening in my businesses. What? The last month, particularly the last couple of weeks, it has been extremely busy. There's a lot to update you on. So if you want to take a nosy behind the scenes, if you want to have a look behind the curtain, stick around. Please sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Welcome back to the show. So today's another biz update from me. I'm going to take you behind the scenes and tell you exactly what has been going on in my businesses. And it's been a busy couple of weeks. I'm excited about today's episode, actually. You can probably hear it in my voice already. Now, before we dive into that, let's just address the elephant in the room. We've got another prime minister. Now, fortunately, things do look a little bit better. The markets are definitely reacting positively to this and the swap rates have come down. So at the minute, while interest rates are still definitely going to go up, there's a good chance that they may not go up as far as we thought only a month ago. So fingers crossed, like I don't want to get into the detail of all of that today. We know what it is. We know where we stand with it. We've talked about it on the podcast already. I said, don't panic. I said, who knows what might happen tomorrow and look what has happened. So just buckle up, make sure that you're seaworthy. There's still a lot to play out here. But irrespective of all of this noise, I've been focusing on the stuff that I can control. And that's been a combination of refinancing, planning permission, new purchases. We've gone live with our student adverts for next year already. A lot of this sort of stuff has been happening. And I'm really pleased to report that we've been getting some pretty good results over the last couple of weeks. So where to start today? I guess, first of all, I want to talk about the refinance of Fabersham. This is the Conversion of the nursery into what was ultimately five flats. And then we're currently developing and still finalizing the sixth unit out in the garden, the detached workshop. Now, that detached workshop is very separate. But what we've done is we've now 
finally completed on the refinance of the five flats in the main building. This has been a behemoth of a task. I mean, what a time to get caught trying to refinance. Rates were just jumping up. Markets were just in turmoil. Lenders were pulling out left, right and centre. It took us three, three and a half months to get this refinance done. And it really tested all of us. But I'm so pleased to say that we finally got there and we got it all done. I'll probably do a separate episode on this refinance because there was a lot that happened. I think there's a lot that I would like to share that I think we should all be aware of at the minute in the current climate. And it made things really challenging for us on a number of levels. But we've got it done. It's refinanced. Cash is in the bank. And that's great because we were able to then redeem our private investors. And we can now focus on the last bit of that project, which is the workshop at the back. Now, that workshop at the back is almost done. Can you believe it? We've been delayed for about five weeks because we need a pallet of bricks. In fact, it's not even a full pallet. We need a half a pallet of bricks, but we just have not been able to get hold of them. It's delayed us for five weeks. Now, fortunately, we're not hugely time pressured. We've already got the mortgage application in, so it's not going to delay the refinance of that unit. But of course, we want to get it finished. (laughs) We haven't actually been able to finish the the structure, the external shell of the building because of this. And that means we've had to keep the scaffold up and you know that's upsetting some neighbours and things like that. So it's not ideal, but we've managed to crack on internally. The kitchen is fitted, bathroom is about to go in. And honestly, it is looking absolutely banging. I can't wait to go down in about a week's time and see it again. It's going to be fingers crossed finished. I mean, hopefully this pallet of bricks does turn up and we can finish the outside, but we're going to be more or less there. I'm really, really, really excited about this. And Channel 4, they've still been down there getting loads of footage. It's going to be on TV at some point. Mark's going to be the man in the show. I bowed out of that one. But yeah, really excited to keep updating you guys on this one. Hopefully the next update is me saying it's all done, it's finished, and we're just focusing on refinance. What else has been happening? Well, We have got, finally, the planning permission through on Poplar House. Now, this is the project that you may have seen me share, and I've certainly talked about on the podcast, that is currently a beautiful building, but in a real estate internally. It's on a corner plot, and it's got some garages to the side of it, which are not derelict, but not really being used. And we put some planning in to convert the existing four flats in the main building, this beautiful old building with lots of Georgian features into six flats. It's taken a little while for it to get through, but not because there was any contentious about it. It It's actually just because the planning inspector went on holiday and said, look, do you mind if I delay giving you a notice back in your application until I come back? And really, when this happens, there isn't much you can say because you can say no and they'll just let it expire. And sometimes you, you may just end up having to put the planning application back in. So anyway, that has come through now. We had no issues whatsoever and we got the planning permission for the six flats. So we're going to convert the existing four flats into six. This is great. This is going to give us a real uplift on the value of the main building. And we won't have to change too much because Mark has very cleverly looked at the footprint. He's looked at what we can actually do with the the kind of the internal floor plans. And we've got a really fantastic scheme. The next thing that we need to do now is get it out to tender and we need to look at Who's going to actually develop this project out for us? We'd like to get started with it in the next four weeks, and we've budgeted around about 300000 to do the six flats, which is 
a pretty pretty good budget for what we want to do and what we want to achieve. So we just need to get it done. We need to get some builds in and we need to start that project. The ETA and completion of that development is going to be around summer next year. Now, obviously at the minute, that doesn't look like a particularly good time to be coming out and trying to refinance, but Fingers crossed that we're not at the 6, 7, 8%. Fingers crossed we're more like the 5, 6%. Who knows? Let's see. But we're already making continuities in the event that things are tough next summer and maybe we get caught with some high interest rates or maybe the bank squeezes us and wants us to leave a bit more capital in the deal. So we're already making those plans. Now, the second part, the second phase of this project is the garages at the site. What we need to do now is get our heads together and think about what we actually want to put on that plot of land. When we bought the building, we actually separated the title. So now what we've got is the main building with planning for six flats. And we've severed the title. We've now got an unencumbered parcel of land to the side that's a decent size. And whether we'll put a detached building on there, like a detached house, or maybe a couple of flats, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. And we've got to explore that. We know we're definitely going to get something on it because the adjacent plot has already done this. In fact, the reason these garages are here and it was probably the same next door before they put a detached unit on a similar sized plot, is because in the war, this plot was actually bombed. And I think somewhere we've got some some information about it, but it was bombed, it took half of the buildings down and it just left a hole, left a gap on the street. And that's why nothing but some garages ended up there. But finally, we're going to put something there. We're going to restore some value back to the street. I'm really excited about this. So I'll keep you updated once we've figured out what we're actually going to do and what we're actually going to put on that. Now for the main event, are you ready for the highlight of today's podcast episode? I am incredibly excited to tell you, and this has happened really, really quickly, so nobody knows anything about this whatsoever. On Wednesday this week, we went to an auction. The auction was in Norwich. We've been eyeing up Norwich. One of my business partners works there. We've been looking for the right building in Norwich for a while. And we came away with an absolutely belting deal. About 5,000 square feet of mixed-use building. So it's an awful-looking building. It's really ugly on the high street, commercial downstairs, residential above. And we picked this fantastic deal up for 322000 Now, actually, there's more on this because we have actually paid quite a bit less than 322000 That was our max bid. And we were actually bidding by proxy. So none of us could be there in the auction room. We were all busy that day. And we asked the auctioneers to bid on our behalf. So that's what we did. They bid, you know, by proxy for us. And they took it all the way up and we won it at 322000 I was watching it online. Now, before we went to the auction, we'd seen this deal and we'd had a conversation with the seller via the auctioneer. And we said that we would underwrite the auction. We would underwrite that property for them. And what this means is, if you haven't heard of it, you haven't come across this before, and this is the first time I've ever done it, we essentially agreed to underwrite that property at a particular price. And what this meant was that if the seller agreed to it, we would essentially be guaranteeing to buy it at a particular level. But it could still go to the auction room, and if it sold for more, it sold for more. He still had the guarantee that we would pay that amount, whatever it is that we agreed, though. And for any price that it sells above that value that we've underwritten it at, we get a portion of the value back. So if we are ultimately the winning bidder and we pay more, like we have done in this instance, we paid 322000 which was about 40000 more than what we offered to underwrite it at, we get a reduction of that difference by 45%. So in this case, it brought our offer that ultimately you know was accepted in the auction of 322,000 down by 16,000 pounds 
That was 45% of the additional value above what we underwrote the property at. And it brings our price that we've actually been able to pick this building up to about 305,000. It is a mega stonking deal. It's nearly 5,000 square feet. We've already got plans sketched out to put eight residential units on there and a commercial unit downstairs, so nine units in total. And interestingly, this really ugly looking building had gone into the auction with planning approved for quite a large scheme. The scheme was actually to demolish it and build a new mixed use scheme. And we saw it and we thought, you know what, as good as that scheme is, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't look viable to us and actually it doesn't look necessary. What's wrong with the building as it is? Now, don't get me wrong. There are definitely some issues with the building as it is. The roof is completely shot. There are a couple of walls that are structurally, let's say compromised, that we we know that and we've already got a plan to address them. But there we go. New deal this week. Super excited. It brings our total pipeline of residential flats from commercial to resi conversions to about 30 units. So we're going into next year looking very, very busy, but this was part of the plan. I'm incredibly excited about this and keep an eye out because I'm definitely going to be sharing more of this deal with you guys on social media. Now, moving on, but keeping on the theme of developments, Hillside, that's my five to six bed HMO development. It's going incredibly well. It's the one with the garage conversion. We're almost, almost, almost at a point where we can start getting the decorators in. The kitchen's fitted, the bathrooms are in. It's looking absolutely brilliant. Really just getting my head around what that final concept is going to look like, but I'm really, really excited about this. We're ahead of schedule. Things are going incredibly well. And of course, like I've told you before, the tents are all signed up and ready to move in on the 5th of December. Really excited about this project and it's going incredibly well. Fabricium, the workshop I've already told you about, it's moving along, but we're delayed with bricks and Hibernia Street. This is our factory conversion. This is our four to 5,000 square feet factory conversion. We're developing this one into eight units. It is an absolute bomb size at the minute. And now the first phase was demo. And that has involved pulling a good chunk of the building down before we can start to rebuild it. It's involved pulling the floors out. It's heavy, heavy work. But the scaffold's up now and we're making good progress. So don't get me wrong, we've still a long, long, long way to go. This is ETA next summer again. So this will be a nine-month project by the time this was this one is done. It's a slightly bigger project than Poplar House. And it's probably a similar size to the one that we've just picked up, the brand new one. But so far, so good. Things are going really, really well. And yeah, I'm down there in another week. So keep an eye out. I'll be on site. I'll get some pictures, take you around, show you exactly what's happening and exactly where we're up to. And then operationally, to finish off today's episode, what I thought I'd do is just tell you what's going on in the main businesses, give you a bit of an update on occupancy and some bits and pieces that are happening. So from an occupancy point of view, things, you know what, are still really, really good. We are completely full across the board. We are undoubtedly on our very best run ever when it comes to occupancy. I mean, touch wood, it stays like this. But almost right through from the beginning of COVID, we have been full. And we're talking sort of, what, two, two and a half years? We've been full and there are no signs of that letting up at all. There's been a little bit of turnover. We had a bit of churn recently for pretty standard, normal circumstances, you know, nothing untoward. And 
all of those rooms were filled before, you know, the tenants even moved out. So we had absolutely no voids at all, other than maybe, you know, a day for cleaning. And the odd room that's coming up now, again, straight on the market, they're filling so incredibly fast. I don't know if you've seen any stats from Spare Room recently, but the gap between rooms available and rooms being requested is the biggest that it's ever been. There are so many more tenants looking for rooms than are rooms available at the minute. It's making an incredibly good environment for HMO investors right now, and we're really feeling the benefits of that. Of course, it's not ideal for tenants, but you know, this is in part the consequence of the cost of living crisis and the wider issues in the economy. But so far this year, occupancy has been really, really good, and I can't see that now letting up right through until next year. Fingers crossed it continues into well into next year as well, but I'll keep you updated. And then finally, I suppose the biggest update to give you from the main business is that we've gone live with all of the student adverts for next year. So letting season kicked off in October, it's been slightly slower than it was last year. And I think that part of that is the reservation from tenants with the price hikes. The unquestionably prices have had to go up and they have gone up and in some cases we've seen for example in Sheffield where last year I would say the average room rent was probably 100 pounds things have jumped a good 15 pound 20 pound per person per week in some cases and that is a really big jump that's a lot for tenants to swallow and when they see that at first you know it can take a little bit of time it's a bit of hesitation and intrepidation is this just some landlords pushing their luck are there going to be better deals on and i think tenants are, are waiting a little bit apprehensive. Don't get me wrong, we've got some of them left already. We've got several houses that that want to stay and continue next year. And that is despite the price increases. So that's great. And we know that they're staying because they enjoy being tenants of ours. They said, you know, we want to stay with you guys. And that's great. And that's actually the real value of good management and looking after your tenants and looking after your properties. But slower than usual starts. We'll keep an eye on things. We haven't gone live with absolutely everything yet. I've got a number of properties in Manchester. We almost always put them online and are just inundated with inquiries. Manchester is bananas, that market. And this year, I mean, for tenants who moved in this summer, there's been a huge problem. They've actually been having to live elsewhere. They've actually haven't been enough accommodation in Manchester City for the students in Manchester, which is far from ideal for the university or for the tenants. A great environment for landlords like us, because of course it means that there's been a huge huge demand. And I'm expecting the same when we go live some point in the next month, I suspect that we're going to see a huge demand for the properties we've got there. And normally what we do is we actually do group bookings. We get loads of tenants in and we let them all on the very same day. So that'll be the plan this year. And I'll keep you updated as to how that goes. That's it for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know I do find it really cathartic to record these business updates for you guys. It's nice to be able to stop and just reflect and highlight some of the the good things and and sometimes some of the bad things, but certainly this week, some of the good things that have been happening. I know things are turbulent. Don't get me wrong. The economy is still on the slide. The property market is still on the slide, but I'm not sitting around. I am not waiting around for this to happen and feel the impacts. I'm looking for opportunities to take advantage and hopefully, you know, I'm showing you guys that I'm not just talking about it. I'm actually doing it. So keep it out on social media. I'll definitely be sharing more of these projects and more of these updates as they happen. And I would love 
to know what you guys think about them. Now, don't forget that I'm on hand over in the HTML community, along with our now whopping 5,000 members. That's right. We've hit the 5,000 mark in the HMO community. Come join it. It's our free group on Facebook. It's an incredible place to come and chat, to ask questions, to find guidance and support. If you're serious about building your HMO property business, there's only one place you need to be, and that is, of course, the hmoroadmap.co.uk. Head there now, sign yourself up, and go and enjoy all of the incredible content and information and resources and tools waiting for you inside there. I promise it'll help you build your property much more quickly, and you'll find lots of great solutions and lots of great ideas from case studies and much more that'll help you do it better than you thought it could possibly be done. And guys, finally, I know I ask you every week for a quick review. It means so much. And thank you to everybody who has left reviews recently. But this is your last opportunity to take advantage of the huge giveaway that we're doing in October. Of course, the end of September marked our second birthday on the podcast. And to say a huge thank you to you guys for all of your continued support, we decided to do a big giveaway in the show. And what we're doing is we are giving somebody the opportunity to be a member of the HMO Roadmap for a full year at absolutely no cost whatsoever. We're giving it away for free. All you have to do if you want to enter the giveaway is leave a quick review of the podcast, either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Just make sure that your name is in that review or you send me a screenshot of your review and just say that it was you. And then at the end of the month or very early on in November, we're going to pick the winner at random. And that person's going to get complete access for free for a full year to the HMO Roadmap. That's it for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found it interesting. Got to be honest, I love sharing this stuff with you. I love being honest and I love showing you that I'm not just talking about it, I'm actually doing it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget that I'll be right back here in the very same place next time. So please join me then for another installment of the HMO Podcast. Thank you.